the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. Got a little warmer than we thought it might have been. It's nice. A little melting of the snow. Chance to break up some of the ice on the driveway. I didn't get to the other day. Uh, getting down to below freezing, though, tonight. Clear skies, low 28. A lot of sun tomorrow. High 43. Then look out now, or don't look now, whatever the phrase is. Sunday, cloudy with some snow kicking back in for a while. 50, or sorry, 36 the high. Monday, a high of just 30. So it's going to get a little chillier day by day over the next stretch of time with that extra uh, packing of snow on Sunday. Sixers lost last night to Portland. They're home tomorrow night against Brooklyn at 8. Flyers home this evening against Boston. And, of course, the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 630. We've got the big game contest going on on our uh, website. We could win $50,000, which is a nice thing. Simply guess who's going to win and what's the score going to be and get yourself in the mix for that. Check it out on the contest page, WFIL. Com. Victoria, how you doing? It's Friday. I'm doing well. Happy Friday. Yep, happy Friday. You know, all of those sports teams we just mentioned are well-known. It's a, you know popular that people, folks follow and are fans of those teams. But the one thing I think some people are on the edge of their seat about, probably the most of our audience, is like, who won Trivia Thursday yesterday? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Not me. The, guy, the guys against the gals yesterday, and it was, I would say, in the history of doing Trivia Thursday, it might have been the most exciting edition we ever had. Since I've been here, I would I would say it's the most exciting. Well, I'm talking way back since the show started in 2018, like month after month. We do it the first Thursday of the month, guys against the gals, 10 to 9. The score was very tight, and in fact, the guys wound up winning. But it was 10 to 7. The last 45 seconds, we get a caller who I kept giving questions to. She got one. She got the next one. The last one was a two-pointer. If she could have gotten it, she would have helped the ladies win 11 to 10. It was a nail-biter to the end. Yeah. And uh, she just couldn't get it. It's okay. Really good, actually. And the guys wind up winning 10 to 9. So we'll have that edition coming up again. Uh, Trivia Thursday, first Thursday of... March, Lord willing. But speaking of 2018, Victoria, when this program began, we have had a lot of fun guests over the uh, months, and the podcast of those programs are on our homepage. You can subscribe as well wherever you get your podcasts. Later on this hour, looking forward to having the one and only Don McLean join our program. You may know him, of course, the song American Pie. Yeah, it's a great song. You going to sing it for us, Vic? I can, if you want. You want to give it a shot? I have to look up all the lyrics, though, to make sure well, I don't, that I know the words. I don't mean the whole song. I just mean, like, the hook of the song. Like, 
American Pie. That's it. Okay, good enough. I won't torture everyone. No, what that was good enough. <laughs> I I actually mentioned it to my kids the other the other day. They seem to be joining us, and they're like, "Wait, wait, what's the song?" And so as soon as you sing that song, or the day the music died, then people, oh, yo, oh, really? <laughs> like the whole kind of progression. Yeah, it was voted one of the top five songs of the 20th century. And uh, came out in 1971. Uh, so this is the 50 year anniversary of Throwback. that. Of that, well, yes, uh, of, of that song. And so our famous Friday show, Don McLean joining us. And I thought as part of that, kind of as a lead up, you know, to pause a little bit and say we've had some fun guests over the last uh, year and a half, two, I guess, couple of years now, more than two years. And so, kind of along those lines, I want to play some or all of the interviews. Uh, when we have these folks on, they're very busy. They're doing radio tours, so we're just a, a stop. We typically only have uh, you know five or ten minutes with them, so I'd like to play some of those for you this hour, leading into our conversation with Don McLean. So that'll be coming up, uh, and among those that we have ready for you, we'll see how many we can get to. Dave Clark from the Dave Clark Five, who were rivals of the Beatles back in the day. Mike Love from the Beach Boys, we've had him on a couple of times. Dion Warwick joined our program. Doug Clifford, otherwise known as Cosmo Clifford, the drummer for a Creedence Clearwater Revival. And uh, Patrick Simmons from the Doobie Brothers. They've all joined us and a bunch of others. So if you want the whole podcast of those, you can just go to our site and look through and, and scroll through and find the different episodes that have those folks in them. We'll reference the dates as we play back some of those audio clips for you. And then uh, on the other side of Don McLean, a little later on in the hour, we have it really wouldn't be a famous Friday show unless we have our now that's punny segment. So we'll cap off the program with that on the Tim DeMoss show. And as we're doing all that, just for fun, in the background, if you will, quietly, feel free to text in our show text line at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And at the end of the program, we'll draw some names out of the text line to win gift cards to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa. They're $5.60, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet. We like to make lots of winners. How about we make... How about we make 10? 10 winners. So we'll just draw randomly from all the entries this hour in the back end, and we'll make 10. So get yourself in the mix when you get a chance. Anytime during the hour, we'll cut that off to say 450, and then we'll make some winners and uh, and do that. And then you can pick which one you want. So if you want to enter name, address, and the and the card that you... Actually, I'll make it simple. Just send your name in. And if we draw your name, then we'll ask for your address. That way you can just... Send it right off to us. Again, the number is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for hanging out today. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. It's 409 on The Tim DeMoss Show. Let's keep things rolling straight ahead. One more time, if you want to text in for your opportunity to win a gift card by the end of the hour at 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. Just put your name in there, and if you win, you can then send us your address. We'll, you know, we'll text you back, and that way you can uh, just simply send your name in. We'll, we'll ask for your address and mail it out to you. All right, so hop on board with that. If you feel like it, throw in a little score for the big game this weekend, if you feel like it. If you want to just text the line for anything else, you can. Let's go with one of the uh, conversations we had as we get ready for Don McLean later in the hour. Mr. American Pie is himself and other songs he's done over the years. Uh, Dave Clark from the Dave Clark Five. He's the drummer. And here's part of our conversation we had with him um, about this time last year. It's January 22nd, 2020. Uh, sorry. Yeah, 2020. I'm fine. Thanks, Tim. And you, mate? Wonderful. Thanks for carving out a few minutes to chat. It's exciting. My pleasure. Yeah. 
I wanted to jump in for a minute with you know all the hits the uh, you know releasing for you specifically your your role as a drummer in the band and just going back for a second what your style was what was important to you to bring to the band and even before that what got you interested in being a drummer in the first place uh, purely by accident actually because um, we all played for the same football team and we were off to play football one Easter and. The problem was it was in Holland and we didn't have any money and we had to pay the fares to go over to Holland. And we started the band really to um, forget to raise money to pay for the fares to go over. Wow. And um, there was an ad in the local paper for a drum kit, £10, from a Salvation Army drummer. And I bought the kit. And I remember I bought it home on a bus and got kicked off because it was locking up the gangway and the you know with the bass drum and everything. Yeah. And that's how it all started. Who knew that it was going to really take off like that? It's true. Well, and the Dave Clark Five, of course, very much a huge part of the British invasion, which of course include Beatles, Rolling Stones, and many others. What artists or bands sparked your interest? You know, maybe that helped bring that British invasion along for you, you personally. Personally, the first record I ever bought was by Fat Domino, Blueberry Hill. In fact, I didn't have any money, so my sister and I went 50-50 to buy the record. And then, of course, it was Elvis Presley and, and Chuck Berry, Jody Lewis, and all these wonderful people, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then, of course, that, as you mentioned, that... And then who knew where this would go? I mean, as far as having 15 straight top 20 U.S. singles in the you know, 1962 to 1970. And I was wondering if you concerned yourself with those accolades or, or your place in Brit the British invasion, or for, for you, it was just mostly about the music and the joy of doing it. It was the music and the joy of doing it. I always said to people, there was no hidden message in our music. It was for the fun, to make people feel good. Yeah. And that's what I always believed in. How did you personally yeah. stay... We not a message. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. There was no... I said we weren't, weren't a message group, you yeah. know, in the sense of it made you feel good, hopefully. That it does. Yeah. Well, and I was, uh, as, and as the group was growing and the popularity was, was soaring, how did you stay grounded, uh, you and, and the band? Just keep your bearings. Um, well, we were all made to score. And the one thing with the DC-5, we never had one legal dispute between us. Hmm. We were friends. And it was fun, and that's what it was all about. And I think you have to believe. And for any young guys that are starting with bands now that are listening to your show, it's you know you you've got to be realistic and know the bubble can burst tomorrow. You're just you know you're as good as your next record or next gig, and hopefully if they take off, then the world's your roster. But just enjoy. That's what I say. Hmm. Chatting with Dave Clark of uh, the Dave Clark Five, and during your Hall of Fame speech in 2008, you said something to the effect of that each of you had your own talents, but it was the combination of them that really made the Dave Clark Five so successful, and that um, you know you just happened to be the guy out front, which is a humble and gracious thing to yeah. say. I'm guessing you know I'm sure you believe that, and, and that's true. Was that characteristic? I believe for you? it. I yeah. wrote. You know, I just. I mean, it, it worked for us because it was there was. Five individual guys, or the other guys, four individual guys, and each one contributed, and that's what made the combination work. That made it special. Yeah. You know, I think we were very blessed 
especially now, and you look back at a lot of our contemporaries, um, there was no animosity or that. It was we just enjoyed every moment of it. And if it if it stopped tomorrow, we could turn around and say, well, it's bigger than we ever believed it would be, and we've been around the world, and it was fantastic. It's Dave Clark, the drummer from the Dave Clark Five, January twenty second, twenty twenty, full podcast at wfil dot com. They were. Part of the British Invasion and a bunch of songs, 15 straight top 20 U.S. hits in the early 60s up until 1970. And uh, interestingly enough, Dave Clark, as the drummer, uh, if you look through the videos, he's often out front. Like the drums are usually, you think, are in the back of the guys playing guitar and singing and all that. But he played them up front. I asked him about that kind of aspect. Was that something that was uh, different or is that not, you know, more common back then? No, it was very different. I wanted to be... Diff, us to be different from everybody else. That's why we brought in a, a sax player, which was Dennis, who was great. And it's really going back to that very first record of Fat Domino, that sort of, and, um, you know, um, and with keyboards, it, whereas all the other groups were really three guitars and drums. We tried to make a different sound, and I thought by putting the drums up front, it made a, a more solid beat for what we were doing you know yeah yeah we're chatting with dave clark from the dave clark five all the hits releasing this week um one understanding i have is that it not only will be on cd but the the lp uh, you know vinyl's coming back in in vogue which is kind of cool for you to see i'm sure well i i remixed them at abbey road um for vinyl it's the first time we've had vinyl out since for 40 years since the 70s and um so i it was quite a trip to go back to that magic sound of vinyl as well, as well as the CD. Yeah, and I remember seeing an interview you had done one point talking about that. It was just the phrase, imperfections make perfections, and making sure something didn't sound too slick. By the, yeah. Well, could you explain that? This? It was a, it's a fantastic idea or thought. Well, I just see the problem is today technology has gone so far, whereas you can get perfection, but life is not perfect. You go to a live concert, it's not, it's, you feel it from the audience, the same as our records in the studio. I wanted the best live sound as you could get. And, and if it's perfect, my feeling is it becomes clinical. You know, the greatest performers out, it's, it's from the heart and it's not, you know, it, it, it's not perfection in the sense. It's how it's feeling, it's feel, it's soul. Whatever. Yeah. Well, and your music had lots and lots of energy to it. I'm sure uh, over the years it's fun to play, you know, all of those songs. Did you happen to have a song or two that you really look forward to playing in concert the most? Um, I think the first record we really made was this American song called Do You Love Me? I think, I mean, the first, when we, when we finished cutting it, and, you know, it was all on four track, which means there's only three tracks of, of, of the group on there because yeah. um, you bounce the fourth track. That was very exciting. But then when Glad All Over took off, it was, wow, we didn't expect that. I mean, Glad All Over was selling, in those days, 140 to 160,000 copies a day. Wow. We had to sell over a million and a half to knock the Beatles off the number one spot. And Glad All Over ended up doing two and a half million and copies, which was, you you couldn't do that today. But that was, those were in the days where 
final record was special, you know, for everybody. Or we didn't have computers and all that, you know. Yeah. Dave, it's a pleasure to talk to you, make your acquaintance, and uh, congratulations on this, uh, all the hits being out, both on uh, CD and on vinyl. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for taking time with us. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you, my friend. All right, so that is uh, Dave Clark from the Dave Clark Five. We had him on a year ago when all the hits came out. It's a best-of album that has 28 songs on it, and the song he referenced there came from their first record. It actually knocked the Beatles off the U.K. charts at the number one spot at the time. This is a Glad All Over. We'll throw it in here. It's Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. AM560, WFIL.com, on the app, going down memory lane there a bit with the Dave Clark 5, glad all over. We had, again, Dave Clark on the program the 22nd of January, 2020. Click on the podcast at WFIL.com. Brief break, more coming up. Also, if you want to win a gift card with uh, from Duncan, Panera, or Rita's, uh, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet, send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. We'll make 10 winners this hour. We'll cut that off at 450, so get your text in before then. Just send your name in, and if you pull that out, we'll ask you for your address, and we can mail your gift card out to you. We're looking forward to having Don McLean, author of uh, the song, of course, Miss Amer- Bye Bye Miss American Pie, technically American Pie, 50-year anniversary of that song. In fact, the day the music died, which is part of that lyric, just a couple days ago was the anniversary of that plane crash involving Richie Valens and the Big Bopper and Buddy Holly. So we'll talk with uh, Don McLean a little bit later on. In the meantime, giving you some samples, some of the conversations we've had over the last couple of years that we've had the program going, some classic rock in the, the Motown era. Dion Warwick, you have something from her coming up. Uh, also, uh, Mike Love from the Beach Boys and others. We'll get that all in this hour with Big Fat Shoehorn. Back with more in a moment, WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 424, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for listening in. One of the fine guests who had the privilege of joining our program, Mike Love from The Beach Boys. We have actually had him on a couple of times. Once in the uh, summertime, but before that, summer of 2019. But we also had him on Christmas time, 2018. And this is the piece of our conversation from the 28th of November, 2018. He had an album out called Reason for the Season. And we welcomed Mike Love of the Beach Boys to our uh, broadcast. So, hey, hey. really? Is this Tim? That's me. How you do? Wonderful. <laughs> Thanks for taking some time today. Merry Christmas. You Happy too. Holidays. You too. Hey, congratulations first off on the nomination for the induction into the 2019 Songwriters Hall of Fame in the Performing Songwriter category. That's uh, well, that's pretty cool. That is cool. I think it's it's a it's a great thing, and I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed to see if I I'm nominated. But that's different from being inducted. So. <laughs> well, it's a good start. So we'll see. <laughs> what do you uh, attribute your songwriting skills to? Were, were you a songwriter from, uh, you know, doodling and writing very early and just it was a gift? Or did you have to craft it? And, and you know, I'm sure you have some level of crafting, of course. But. Well, I personally always liked literature and poetry and, and, and that kind of thing. And I grew up in a household which was mu- nonstop music. In fact, 
we were awakened to go to school by opera music that my mom would put on the hi-fi. Wow. And it was brutal. You know, <laughs> after at 6 in the morning to wake up to go to school. Oh, my gosh. At any rate, but we loved all the music we heard on the radio. We loved doing the Christmas carols at this time of year. We would carol around the neighborhood, literally go around Christmas caroling around to the neighbors and stuff because my mom was so incredibly into music. And I had a grand piano, an organ, and a harp in the living room I grew up in. And we'd have the first cousins come over. My mom was one of eight kids. And, and not to mention my dad's side, he, he, the, they hadn't, didn't have as many kids as the Wilsons, but we had lots of first cousins. Some of them uh, developed a, a, a recording group with Brian, Dennis, and Carl Wilson and myself, first cousins. So, but we all started singing together at these birthday parties and Christmas parties. And um, that, those are my first memories of singing with my, my cousins. And so here we are, you know, many, many years, many decades later, doing a Christmas album, re, recreating the feeling of the, those those musical moments with my cousins when we started, the, before we even started the Beach Boys. That's amazing. Yeah. Mike Love of the Beach Boys with us, the new Christmas CD, Reason for the Season on BMG. Just came out last month. I downloaded it. I've listened to it multiple times, like it a lot, lots of fun, energy, happy feel that most folks would expect, uh, including Jingle Bell Rock. Uh, I think one of the most fun Christmas songs ever, Little St. Nick. You know, I play that at every DJ gig I do. Is it it as fun for you to play that still uh, as it is much for folks to hear it? Absolutely. We did it on the as a bumper on the Today Show yesterday, and, and we did, with Hanson, we did Finally It's Christmas. It's their song, but I sang the lead, and they backed me up, and it was really, really great rendition of that song. Absolutely. And so we're having a, a blast doing that. And it's a love fest, literally. I mean, the Hanson guys could not be nicer. Uh, they, they showed me a picture when they were little guys, young guys. I mean, you know, maybe six years old to, to 12 years old, whatever their age range is. Yeah. Standing behind, beside a white limousine at the first concert they went to, which is the Beach Boys in Oklahoma. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and while the album has lots of fun moments and uh, has a great Christmas vibe, it doesn't mean there's not a lot of depth. The number of the songs, whether they're fast or slow, have meaning to them. Uh, the, the title track, for example, the phrase has been around for a long time, reason for the season. You know, tell the story a little bit behind that song and, and how it made the album. I wanted to do an album that embodied the, the feeling and the mood of Christmas as I grew up in because of my mom's love of music and the the love the Wilsons all had with music embodies that, but also the cultural thing of the Santa Claus and, and, and jingle bell rock. All those, those are the fun, fun parts of, of the holiday music, but also there's an important element with the reason for the season, because uh, it's about one of the Christian philosophies, uh, Jesus preached love and that sure. there can be no debate is it's, it's in, it's in the, the verse, the last verse of, of reason for the season. So, you know, it's about what the world needs now, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I have an album called Unleash the Love, but we're now we're doing that through uh, holiday music, Christmas music. And so we're so fortunate to be able to do what we do, A. B, it's so wonderful to communicate those moods and feelings and thoughts and philosophies in, in, an, in hopefully a, a delightful way that people can enjoy and 
That's Mike Love from the Beach Boys on the 28th of November, 2018. When I went on in the conversation a little bit later, uh, I mentioned him about WFIL, having gone through a number of um, incarnations, if you will, with the different uh, for, uh, formats over the years, including you know top 40 and then it's country, adult contemporary. And then I said to Mike, and WFIL now is actually a, a Christian teaching a talk station here's a his response so hey really <laughs> yes that's amazing well yeah we used to be all over that station you know back way back when absolutely it, yeah and played the spectrum and all that yeah so many of the artists that we've had the chance to talk to the last couple of years have that memory uh, they have been on the radio station uh, having their music played on wfil over the years it's 4 30 on wfil we're looking forward to having a conversation with don mcclain author of the song American Pie, which turns 50 years old this uh, this this year. There's a documentary coming out later on. Uh, and it's inspired in part by the plane crash that uh, took the lives of Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper and Richie Valens. Uh, speaking of which, Victoria, you're just mentioning to me, I heard just heard this. There's another, unfortunately, you know, classic uh, person in American uh, entertainment culture who passed away just today. Yeah, yeah, Christopher Plummer, unfortunately, at age 91. Yeah, he was uh, the dad in Sound of Music, right? Yes, he was. I think that was his most popular role. He's been in some other good movies, but um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. Most... <laughs> Who doesn't love that movie? Oh, yeah. And uh, I was thinking that that soundtrack has so many great songs, uh, but he has A Time to Shine, and also one of the classic songs. And I thought, you know, let's play this here for a moment. Uh, this is Christopher Plummer. Uh, and the song you'll know well. Blossom of snow, may you bloom and grow, bloom and grow forever. vice bless my homeland forever. From the sound of music, that's Edelweiss and Christopher Plummer, who passed away at age 91 today. It's 4.33. You know, uh, I don't know what you do on Friday, Victoria. Often I get home and the kids are like, what are we doing? Do you watch a movie? Or I feel like now, just I'm reminded, I've seen that movie a million times. We're like, let's watch that tonight. I, yeah. bet, I bet there will be a lot of people watching it tonight, you know? Oh, yeah. It's such a classic with Julie Andrews. And they both gave terrific performances. Yeah. And the music's great, of course. And I I, that song. Well, and 16 going on 17 is a great song. You are yep. 16. <laughs> Don't yep. me. Don't. All those other ones. So I, I see a big bowl of popcorn in my future. Actually, I see a lot of snacks in my future. But oh. the Super Bowl on Sunday also. Yes, My that's son. exciting. <laughs> we were just oh, talking yeah. about that yesterday. Like, do you have anything planned out for this weekend with that? Well, actually, I'm not sure. I may go up with my uh, to visit my grandparents, and my grandfather's a huge football fan, so I might nice. go visit him and maybe watch it with him. It should be a wonderful game. Yeah. And uh, we have the Buccaneers and the Chiefs playing. We have the big game contest on our website. Help yourself to that. Go win $50,000. You can think of worse things that could happen. Uh, just pick the score and the winner. And uh, the details are on our site at WFIL.com. In addition to that, you have uh, Sixers playing uh, tomorrow night. They lost last night, but they're home tomorrow against uh, Brooklyn, one of the top teams in the league. And the Flyers are home this evening against Boston. Most importantly, above all of those other things, the uh, men won yesterday in Trivia Thursday 10-9 to over the ladies on our afternoon program here that we do the first Thursday of the month. So no matter what else happens, all is fine there because the guys won. So, um, <clears throat> no. You're not you're not particularly impressed, are you, Victoria? No, I didn't think so. What? <laughs> so here, Why not? so so here's the thing. Um, 
as we get ready for a conversation with Don McLean uh, of American Pie fame, wanted to slip in at least one more conversation we've had along the way. Uh, this is one with Dionne Warwick. And um, we had her on a couple of times. The first was about a year ago this time, uh, uh, two years ago. Sorry, it was uh, the, the 20th of February, 2019. And um, she had just put an album out. And um, let's just let this conversation speak for itself. She was on a radio tour. We just had her for five or six minutes. And this is our chat with Dion Warwick. Um, wonderful. How are you? Great. Thank you Good. so much for taking time to spend with us today. Sure. No problem. Congratulations on your Lifetime Achievement Award, the Grammys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Is there a particular aspect of your career you're most proud of or thankful for? There's a lot of things you can pick, I'm guessing. but Every single year, the peaks and the valleys. Amen. Every single one. Yeah. Well, and, and you have the pride and joy of East Orange, New Jersey, which is right around our broadcast area, so it's kind of neat. We have a local angle. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to talk about your new record, but okay. um, you before that, just a couple quick things along your musical and life journey. You lived in Brazil for a lot of years. My wife is from Brazil. Oh, really? Yeah. What part? Uh, Minas Gerais, Vissosa? Minas Gerais, yes. Yeah. And she has family in Sao Paulo. Her dad was a pastor, and her brother-in-law mm-hmm. is actually the, the vice president of the Presbyterian Church there right now. So we have a long history. Oh. That's uh, terrific. Yeah. How did you get introduced to Brazil? And what, what aspects did, did you appreciate so much? I fell in love with the country. I started touring Brazil in the 60s. And uh, every other year, I would go back and learn a little bit more about the country and, and visit and sing it in other parts of the country. Yeah. Uh, as time progressed, I got to know the country, as most of my friends there now tell me. I know more about them than than they know about themselves. <laughs> but I yeah. find it's such an incredible place. It really is. It's beautiful. It's um, it's so musical. My goodness. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it pulsates all on its own. It has a wonderful heart. It's just, um, it's just I felt that was where I belonged. Yeah. And one of your many albums over the years, the, from the uh-huh. mid-90s, Aqua de Brazil. Well, could you yes. share how that came together, just a natural outpouring of your experience there? You know, I was, I was told by uh, one, one of the brilliant musicians in Brazil, uh, Teo Lima, you should record. You have to record. He said, hmm. I, I want you to record. You've got to record Brazilian music. I said, okay, I'll record Brazilian music. I love Brazilian music. And then, too, with all the friendships I've made over the years, some brilliant songwriters, Yvonne Lings, um, Chico Buarque, Tom Dream, I had the pleasure of working with. Um, it, the list just goes on and on. Dujavan. Uh, we just got to know each other, and they embraced me to the point that they gave me support. They kept my back straight, and every mistake I made, they, they kind of smiled and said, it's okay. You'll get it. Before it's over, you'll be singing it the way it's supposed to be sung. And eventually, even with the American accent, I got to sing it the right way. <laughs> I've listened to it. I enjoy it a lot. And, uh, yeah. And you've also, your wife smiles a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're not, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. You've had a couple of gospel albums along the way, too, back in the late 60s with the Gospel Airs. And then Why mm-hmm. We Sing, about 10, 11 years ago with B.B. Um, Winans was on that album. And... The New Hope Baptist Church Choir was there, which is where you sung as a child, right? That's right. That must have been really cool to see that come full circle. No doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, when people say, oh, you sang gospel? Of course I sang gospel. I not only sang it, I still sing it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, that's my beginning. That's my roots. 
I come from a gospel singing family. Yeah. So, you know, I, I enjoy and love gospel music. It's um, singing the Bible in, in phrase. Yeah. And uh, I give thanks every morning, every evening, and every chance I get. You may find this interesting. This is uh, WFIL in Philly has a long history, including like Dick Clark, American Bandstand back in the day. But it's mm-hmm. actually a Christian teaching and talk station now. Oh, is it? Yeah. So Wonderful. talk about coming full circle. We've had folks on who are on the radio like you would have been back then, and now you're mm-hmm. on again. <laughs> yeah, see there? <laughs> I've, uh, I've DJed weddings for a lot of years, so if you were the guest DJ taking over for me, pick a song of yours that you would put on to get people on the dance floor or just to enjoy while they're sipping their beverages and, and eating hors d'oeuvres. Of mine? Yeah. It could oh. be a hit. It could be something that you think is underappreciated, people don't know about. My goodness. Let's see. Let me find that voice. Oh, then came you. How about that? Okay. That works. That's good. I'll make sure to use it at my next job. Okay. So, and you are still going strong. She's back. New album coming out this spring. Yep. You can talk about that a little bit and, and your son's involved with that, right? He's yes, he is. Talk about Damon, Damon Elliott, yeah. who happens to be my son, produced the CD and it's entitled She's Back. Okay. And that title came based on the fact that I was being asked every time anybody would look at my face, when are you going to record again? When are you going to record? <laughs> because I had been away from recording over the past five years. Yeah. Uh, so I figured after we finished recording this wonderful CD, and I say that without reservation because I know you're going to love it. I say, you know what the title should be? She's back. I said, now stop people from asking when you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. What, what's it like working with your son? That must be very special. Oh. Very, very special. You know, he's he's uh, he's honed his craft very, very well in the production area. He's produced quite a few of the artists that you're hearing today, yeah. uh, aside from me. And um, he just, um, you know, the, the only difference I've found is that um, he does not call me Dion. And he's calling us for another take or another this or whatever it is that he needs me to do. It's, uh, uh, hey, mommy, can you? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Never too old to do that. That's right. Oh, that's wonderful. Dion, it's a pleasure talking with you. God bless you. And uh, we're looking forward to the new record. And just the the style of it, maybe you can give a quick uh, idea into what what we're in in store for. Oh, you're going to hear what happens to be my new single release, actually, is a a recording of What the World Needs Now is Love, Sweet Love. Okay. I've got songs written by Brenda Russell, a song written by, um, who else, let's see, back, oh yeah, first represented, Backrack and Will Jennings. Oh, wow. I uh, have a duet with Music So Child. Okay. I uh, have a duet with Kenny Lattimore. Nice. Um, I have a song written by Ashford and Simpson. Wow. Uh, so there's a variety of wonderfulness that <laughs> you're going to be listening to. That's excellent. That's great. Looking forward to it. Again, it's called uh, She's Back and Dion Warwick, our guest. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So that's our conversation with Dion Warwick from uh, February 20th, 2019, part of our famous Friday show. We're giving you some snippets, some conversations with some classic artists that we've had the privilege of having a conversation with them every now and again at the time. Spring of 2019, she had an album coming out. We were talking about that, but a variety of other things too. And... Uh, it's always neat to also talk to some of the artists who have a local connection, as does, coming up in a few moments here, 
Don McLean, American Pie. It's from New York. Spent some uh, time in this area. Went to Villanova, I believe, and uh, also uh, played in the area musically. So he knows the area. And uh, we're looking forward to having that conversation with him. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for hanging out today. And by the way, if you want to text in to win a gift card to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, you still have time to 610-500-DUB. 610-500-3683. Just text in your name. And if we draw your name out, we'll make 10 winners. So uh, get yourself in the mix. Good opportunity for you to do that. Back with more in a moment on WFIL. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 4.45. You have probably heard this song before. So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And then good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing this'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I it was 50 years ago, just a couple days ago, that the uh, winter dance party, which had Richie Valens, you know, from La Bamba, the big bopper, had a song called Chantilly Lace. She had Buddy Holly, all died in a plane crash. And years later, in 1971, the song you just heard there, American Pie, was birthed, uh, partly out of that tragedy. And now joining us... Uh, None other than the one and only Don McLean. Welcome to the WFIL Airwaves. WFIL, I'm 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 excited. <laughs> well, you have Philly roots. You went to school at Nova a bit. You played the Bryn Mawr Club, so you know all about the area. Oh man, I can talk about Philadelphia. Let me tell you, they were they were so good to me. That was one of the towns that really I broke out in. You know, with with my early records, especially Tapestry. Um, they loved that album, played it all the time, WMMR and uh, a lot yeah. of the different jocks there. I was on their shows, and it was a, a great, great music town. Well, it's great to have you revisit this way, and, and congratulations on the 50th anniversary of American Pie. Of course, a big year in store, right? I mean, lots of stuff's planned. Lots of stuff going on, and uh, I don't have to do much except get interviewed. <laughs> um, the, the documentary is going to take care of itself pretty much yeah there's a children's book that's going to be out very soon there's even one of those bookazines i don't know if you know what they are there's a 96 page glossy uh little magazines that they sell at you know the different drug stores and yeah. uh, grocery stores and you go out and you'll see Marilyn on the cover or you know mickey mantle or something it's going to be you'll see the cover of the american pie album on this probably and it's Don McLean's American Pie. It'll be all the story about me and the song and my life and all the rest of it. I love it. I love it. I, I'm going to ask you a question, maybe a little different, if you would, if don't mind. Why did you not, how did it come about necessarily, although you couldn't answer that, but why did you write American Pie, would you say? I wrote it because um, I, I was after a big song about America, and I couldn't really, you know, there was a song Phil Oaks wrote, The Power and the Glory, and there was This Land is Your Land, and there were many other songs Woody Guthrie wrote that talked about the, the large size of America, Jackhammer John, you know, was Jackhammer Man, yeah, um, all these kinds of songs, uh, big men doing big things, roll on, Columbia, roll on, you know, and... Uh, but yet, uh, Woody Guthrie also wrote songs about migrant workers and um, 
and beautiful, beautiful songs. Uh, Plain Wreck at Los Gatos, uh, beautiful things like that. So he inspired me to write about America in a new way, you know, and so I came up with this idea of uh, politics and music influencing each other going forward, uh, but it was just an idea, really, and then the the Buddy Holly moment came back to me. Really, it was stirred up by a meeting I had with Phil Everly at the appearance that I made at Newport Folk Festival. He was there with his brother. Totally destroyed the audience. It was amazing, their performance. And I asked him about Buddy, and he said, Buddy went on the plane because he had dirty laundry. And I thought, what do you mean by that? Well, he, he had all this laundry he had to get done, you know, and he... The bus was awful, the tour was awful, and he decided to jump ahead and have a little free time, you know, to do this. Now imagine, there was a show every single night on that tour. Right. So he's jumping ahead to get there in the morning so he can have like five hours to do his laundry and maybe sleep in a bed and then sing that night. Right, right. all he was buying by taking that plane was just a few hours, not a, a couple of days or anything. So that gives you an idea of yeah. just how rough that tour was. And so that opened up my whole head toward bringing back that memory. And then the song started from there. Did it come? It feels natural, but was it as natural as it sounds? Or were there parts of it that were hard to you know, put together for you? Well, no, I, I, write, I write the lyrics and sing the melody at the same time. I make it up in my head and sing it at the same moment into the tape recorder. Mm. That's, what, that's one of my unusual gifts, is I'm able to, to do that. I don't really sit down and agonize over the melody. I know what the melody is. It's already in my head. Last question for you. I know you have a lot of folks you're talking to. If you step back and look at the song American Pie itself since it was created till now, how would you describe how it grew from what it meant when it came out initially and and how it's become part of the culture, you know, the fabric of American culture. Well, that's one of the mysteries, I suppose, of that song. It's got a lot of others. It took hold as a phenomenon. It's the only song I ever wrote that had that effect on people. And, of course, it carried me with it. I was a phenomenon for at least a year. Um, I felt I was going to be a flash in the pan, And so I bought a very nice little house in upstate New York, and I was satisfied. You know, I didn't really care which way things went, and what I found was that it never ended, that it continued. I continued to be famous. I continued to draw audiences. I made records. I had more hit records. Um, The song was as big as it always was, and it's big today like it always was. So the... The profile of my career was the same in 1972 as it is today, but it's still there and it's still all happening. So that's the difference. I I didn't know. I I was planning on the opposite, that it would be well and truly over by the following year. Well, congratulations. It's lasted a long time. It's uh, helped a lot of people through a lot of times and been a, a wonderful piece of the American culture. So. Uh, congratulations, and may you enjoy this year. It should be a wonderful year for you with all the different things that are well, happening. Thank you for those remarks, and certainly we need music now more than ever. The people are home and worried, and some more than others. 
a lot of millions of people are very close to the edge with the little families and everything. So if my music can give them any kind of comfort for a few minutes, I'm very, very happy with having done that with my life. Very good. Well, God bless you, Don. Thank you again for taking time today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don McLean, the 50th anniversary of American Pie. Had a lot of stuff planned for the year, including a documentary. I'm sure you'll be seeing and hearing more about that as the year unfolds. Quick break. We're going to cap off our program with Now That's Punny, because it is our famous Friday show. Thanks for listening to WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. Coming down the home stretch of the program for now, that's Punny Victoria. Did you hear the joke about the little mountain? No. It's hilarious. <laughs> what do dogs do when they need to have a break watching a movie? They put it on pause. Pause. <laughs> have you seen the movie, speaking of which, about the hot dog? It's an Oscar wiener. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> Where's, uh, there you go. Thanks for the clap. How do you uh, make a bandstand? I don't know. Take their chairs away. Hey, I thought that was good. I have a friend. I don't know if I told you about him. He's an archaeologist. Unfortunately, his career is in ruins. Our last question. Heading into the Super Bowl. What's really fast, really loud, and tastes good with salsa? I don't know. A rocket chip. <laughs> and on that note, have a great weekend. Jim Axe and Max 413 Ministries, Leeds and Pernex. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.